0: Hi everybody and welcome to episode 276 Tromboners of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I am your host, Brett, and with me, he wasn't at New York Comic-Con, but with me now is Evil Jeff. Hi. Hey,
1: how are you doing, Brett?
0: I am good. I am good. I I don't want to lead with how I'm doing, but I'll get there eventually. But just in case the people who sent me my New York Comic-Con press badge are listening... I don't want to start with what I'm
1: feeling. Okay. All right. Which is sick. (laughs) Uh, Oh my God. I literally spent the weekend for my mom's 75th birthday. So I've been flying all weekend. So I'm also on like two hours of sleep. So I'm, I'm not sick, but I, uh, I, I feel uh, like I'm, I'm on, I feel high. You know, that like a hundred percent. What's that called? Uh, punch, punch drunk. That's what I punch drunk. Slap happy, punch drunk, slap happy. So I'm going to slap use it to happy. my advantage and try to be funny for this little podcast we do.
0: I feel like slap happy should have a different meaning. Like it should be like I'm ready to slap a bitch.
1: I I'm just remember, happy to slap a bitch. Did you ever see uh, Mighty Aphrodite with Mira Sorvino? With Mira Sorvino, she's like, oh, that reminds me, of that movie I did, Snatch Happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so
0: yeah, yeah. I alluded to it. I was at New York Comic Con Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Thank you to the wonderful folks at ReadPop Pop who gave Comic Book Queers Legacy a press badge.
1: Nice. Well, we deserve one.
0: Nice. We deserve one. We've been in the game for a long ass time, bitch. In like three years, it will be. I'm not even going to do that math on air, but it's. It'll
1: a lot. be ten years since we started back up, right? We're heading that mark. Yeah, soon, but I was right? thinking
0: like. Going back to like the Steve Eric and Lindsay days.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sure we're already close to. Yeah. Oh, that'll be like 20 years. It'll be 20. Podcasts have been around for 20 years. Yeah. That's weird. Remember, like
0: they kind of disappeared, and then Serial happened, and everyone was like, "Oh, we love them again."
1: I know, because women love murder.
0: Women love murder, um, and I love a good Comic Con. So,
1: okay, first can of I tell all, you bef- about it? What, what here? All right, I want it. I guess, I mean, unless you have a specific way you want to tell it, I was wondering, like, before you get to the, I'm sure there's crazy details, but is there any, like, actual overall things that that you want to go over? And if there's
0: ever a question you want to ask me and live vicariously, please feel free.
1: Like, were there a lot of trailers and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, there were. And so, overall, what I want to say for the experience is it's, like, the best fucking weekend ever. It's just so joyful being there I went all four days I have to say this year I thought the photo ops of which I did three were uh particularly organized okay very I just thought overall read pop I think has learned a lot on how to run the comic-con um, and I guess because that's kind of what you do for about.
1: a living do you you analyze these things well
0: yeah I do creative direct events for a living and I I will say this they need a creative director Right now, it's all like production. It, it I, They do like they need somebody who's going to bring some vision to just like the overall through thread, like the narrative. Um, like, I think they could do a better job on what the walk in loops are when people are entering a room. Um, you know, like it would be cool if they had like a tech person in each room that would play walk on music for people. Like, I just think there's little details that are
1: you throwing your you hat in, in the ring show. for, for, for Listen, this job? Listen,
0: Pop, if you need an executive creative director for events, <laughs> which is what I am at another company, uh, give me a call. I just think there could be more of a cohesive vision, although I think it's great. Um, yeah. But there are just a few rooms. I was there with a woman I work with in the industry. Pr- and She's a producer, like a stage manager, a show caller. And she and I were just giving each other notes the entire time. Like, oh, they should have done that. Oh, they should have done that. But that's not what we're here to talk about.
1: What, I mean, do you, um, what panels did you go to?
0: So I went to a bunch. Um, the, what I'm mad about is I had a photo op with Michelle Gomez from Sabrina. And who, which I can't wait to talk about. Um, but I had to miss the Marvel Next Big Thing panel where they unveiled um, Fall of the House of X, Rise of the Powers of Ten and the Resurrection of Magneto. We'll talk about that at the end of this segment. But um, other thing other panels I saw um I went to the the Blumfest 23 horror panel I went to um the shutter horror panel it's spooky season so I, anytime there was horror I went mm-hmm. to that um I went to a few queer storytelling podcast I mean um panels at the Pride Lounge which I'm just really grateful that they have so our friends at Geeks Out they run a room. They run the Pride Lounge and they've got their own whole lineup of programming and it's really great. So went to a few things there. They um they had Crocoan Pride trivia in there and then they had to cancel it last minute. I was heartbroken. But I understood why. Um and then I think the highlight was that I had my arm around Chris Evans for 10 seconds.
1: Okay, are we are we starting on that? Can, we, we, can we go tumbling? there? Let's okay, talk about so what we it were was talking like. about. How you were going to meet Chris Evans, and then suddenly I start getting this influx of pictures, Uh, and I see there is Brett with Chris Evans. What does he smell like?
0: Everything that is good in this world. <laughs> That's what he smells like. No, he smelled great. He had a little whiff of cologne on, but it. You know, he's there for a long time, so. I will say he didn't stink, which is really all that's that can all be expected. You when you're well, there I mean, for at this hours. point though,
1: but sometimes you want to, you want a bit of the musk. Ooh, I know. You know,
0: you do. You, you do. In fact, right when it was coming out like, of my mouth, I was like, no, that would have been great.
1: I know. For me, it's like I'm not that into bo, but if 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 Captain America had a bit of bo, I would oh, be okay yeah. with it. With that body? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how many photo ops you've done. I've done a ton, and I've the done bigger the zero. star.
1: I'm yeah. too, uh, I, I don't like, even when we go to drag con mostly because I've met half the ones I want to meet, I've worked with them, Yeah. but I, I don't know what to say. I'm just so shy. I don't you know, know what? what to say when I'm going to, I'm going to give
0: you some advice and I'm going to give our listeners some advice. Cause I learned a hard lesson this year. I try too hard. I try too hard to be memorable. I try too hard to like, come up with a photo concept that's going to be funny as it, like, lives on my wall. And it's just, like, I've got so many of these printed that I want it to be, like, a series where I'm not standing and smiling the whole time. But, like, in this one, I'm doing a jig. And, like, I tried something so high concept with Tom Hiddleston on Sunday, and it failed. And it's the worst picture ever. (laughs) And so I realized the best thing to do is go in and say, hi, how are you? I love your work. Take the picture, turn to them and say, thank you so much for doing this and leave. And when you're taking the picture, just take a nice picture.
1: What was the picture embarrassing picture you tried to do? When was this? Was this I tried to like, last year this or was, was this Sunday. this year? No, this was oh, okay. Sunday
0: and I started to feel a little sick. And so that affects why it's a bad picture. I look like ass. I look sick in the picture. <laughs> and I might have given Loki COVID. I don't know. Probably not. I was masked the entire time. Um, What happened was Sunday, I started to feel a little sick. I took a negative. I took a test. It was negative. So I went and I did my Tom Hiddleston photo op. That's all I did. I went there, took the photo op, left, kept a mask on while I was in line, took it off for the two second photo. But I also tried to like hold up a playbill from the play he did, Betrayal. And try to do like a smoldering shot as if we were like the two leads in that play. And it just failed miserably. So I look sick. It's a failed concept. And I'm holding up the playbill. There's a huge glare on it from the flash. You cannot see it. I,
1: cannot see <laughs> I love it. So but in that the end, that... is going
0: in the bin.
1: <laughs> I love it. Sucks. Oh, I mean, that's God. a lot of money down the drain. How but is Michelle Gomez? Incredible. Wait, let's go back to Chris Evans. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, there's more.
0: Oh, my God. I haven't even talked about it. The okay. bigger the star, yeah. the more secluded they are. Yeah. So, like, when you're, like...
1: You're I in line. Know, They're, like, hidden thing. behind two different doorways. And
0: exactly. There's, exactly. Like, like, corridors so and pipes and drapes. Yeah. And, yeah. So, like, Michelle Gomez, like... You know, you're probably like 10th in line and you're like, oh, my God, there's Michelle Gomez. Chris Evans, it's you're you're the second person in line before you see. They have Chris to Evans.
1: blindfold you, put you in a van, drive you to a, next, a second location. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they hold up that men in black thing right in your face. <laughs> but here's the th- here is I now know why Chris Evans is famous. I've never seen eyes twinkle like that yeah. in my life. Yeah. His eyes no, are that like a happens. light source.
1: I've had that where someone told, like, it happened to me when I met Jake, when I saw, not met, when I saw Jake Gyllenhaal and I know another person, they saw Ryan Gosling in person. And they're just in you're, you're, what it is. there's a look in their eyes where you're like, you're the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like you look at Chris Evans, you're like, you're the most fucking beautiful person I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah. Like, It's unreal. What is your face?
1: Like you had to become a famous actor with that You
0: had to become famous. Like your eyes just sparkle. Like, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. Same with Tom Hiddleston. Big blue sparkling eyes. And by the way, six foot two, maybe three.
1: Well, you could tell that from the show. He definitely looks very tall. Oh, how tall is Chris Evans?
0: He's, I would say like he's a half inch shorter than me. Still tall. Like I'm like pushing six two. Yeah, I
1: was. Like, he's like six um, feet. Or six yeah, he's one. like six
0: feet. Yeah.
1: All right, that's great. So, I, I love mean, that. It was
0: beyond, yeah. Um, other things. Um, I went to courtesy of Geeks Out, who did the best Pride Lounge, who did that Pride Lounge, did the best X Men drag show I've ever seen. Only X Men me drag show pictures. I've ever seen. Sent you those pictures. I mean, hilarious the bits they did. They did. Jean Grey and Emma Frost lip syncing around a drag king Cyclops to the song The Boy Is Mine by Brandy and Monica. How has that not been done before?
1: I know. Perfect. Amazing.
0: There was one I didn't send you a photo of, and it was fucking Dazzler. <laughs> oh, shit. Drag Dazzler, Drag Rogue, Drag Emma, Drag Jean, Drag what Cyclops. What song did Drag man. Dazzler do? Oh, I forget. It was just when I was getting there, and I was like, oh
1: my god, Dad! <laughs> Wait, who in the end of the Boys Mind song? Who won Cyclops at the end? Gene? Uh,
0: they didn't. They didn't really have a resolution. Oh, They didn't have
1: a resolution. Well, then that's a failure on my. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah, right. Um, other people I ta- got to talk to, other podcasters. Connor from Cerebro. Great talking to him as always. You know, he represents Teeny Howard, who writes Excalibur. Yes. Cap- Did Britain. he remember you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. and um, well, that's good. Uh, Cause we hung out a bunch at FlameCon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there was a little gaggle of us podcasters, gay X-Men podcasters that were all kikiing. Um, were any of like the other ball. gay
1: X-Men podcasters there?
0: Yeah. The power of X-Men kids were there. Um, you know, Mr. Scott free and Latverian lad on um, uh, Instagram. Um, and also Paul, who's kind of, I think the, the main host and producer, I didn't get to see him though. But um, talk to Teenie Howard, told her you and I love her work and that you are such a huge Alan Moore fan of that early stuff.
1: Oh, of all the uh, Captain Britain stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Is it Davis? I'm black. Well, well,
1: it's Alan. I mean, Alan Moore, then Alan Davis.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Both of them worked. I mean, he was the. Yeah.
0: Love you know, all of that. last year, I loved that book Eight billion Genies by yeah. Charles Soule. Mm-hmm. So I bought the I talked to him about that book, bought the hardcover, bought an additional story they just dropped exclusive to the con called Eight billion Genies Wish World, which I'm excited to read.
1: Oh, you haven't read it yet. I finished I did Not finish yet. that. It was great.
0: Yeah, it's so good. Um, other things I got to do with my press badge. They had a press lounge and an industry mixer. So there was like a free party with open bar for people with like exhibitor or pro or press badges, which was fucking dope. Um, went to the Matthew Vaughn panel, you know, Matthew Vaughn directed X-Men first class. He Mm -hmm. directed Kingsman. I,
1: I saw his little gossip that he,
0: Oh, I heard it firsthand. Were you in that when he,
1: I was they talked I was about in the, the Halle row, Berry baby. script.
0: My jaw was he he could see my jaw on the floor. I was like second row center. That
1: uh, does how I need to know if Halle Shots. Berry knows about that.
0: So if for those right, listeners yeah, to, who to don't talk know, talk about what happened. Yeah, so he actually was asked to direct X Men Three: The Last Stand, um, and turned it down. I want to, I think it was because of X-Men. Yeah. Turned it down because he found a script in a producer's office that he wasn't familiar with. That was thicker than the script. And he was like, what is that? And the guy's like, don't worry about it. He's like, I'm the director of the movie. What is it? And he's like, it's the Halle Berry version of the script. Basically we added a scene where storm saves a bunch of starving kids in Africa by creating a rainstorm. Um, and so what we're going to do is show it to her, make her think that it's going to be in the movie, and then we're just going to cut it to get her to sign on.
1: Gross. And Matthew Vaughn
0: was like, I'm quitting. <laughs> You're disgusting.
1: So disgusting. That's all. It's that
0: fucker, Simon K- Keinberg, you know, the one that did X-Men 3 and then directed Dark Phoenix yeah. and produced yeah. all the shit. Yeah. Like, it's that fucking, it. it's him and Bryan Singer. Like, You're that like, what? what
1: Rosemary's Baby Devil deal did he make?
0: Where it's like that
1: was terrible and it did terrible at the box office, do a whole other movie. What,
0: right? But we saw a clip from his upcoming movie, Argyle, which looks incredible. Um, basically, he was like, One of my favorite movies back in the day was Romancing the Stone.
1: Love it. Oh my
0: god, mine too. And he's like, I basically want to create, wanted to create like my own Romancing the Stone. I
1: was like, I love this. They tried to do that with um what was the one with Emily Blunt and The Rock. Oh yeah. Was it The Rock or was it was it John Cena? Those two are completely one interchangeable yeah. to me. Um yeah, it was a Disneyland yeah. ride.
0: Oh yeah, it was The Rock. It was the like boat the boat. It was the um- Jungle
1: Cruise or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that, I was watching and I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be like Romancing the Stone, but it's not. Yeah,
0: but this is really, so what it is is Bryce Dallas Howard is a writer and she writes spy novels, particularly about a spy named Argyle. They keep cutting to her stories. You see them dramatized and Argyle is played by Henry Cavill. Little does she know, her writing has been so on point that she has successfully predicted what is going on in the actual world of espionage. A um, little pelican brief that way. And the real quote-unquote Argyle shows up and it's Sam Rockwell, who is nothing like Henry Cavill. Love it. And then he he takes her on like a frolicking adventure. Yeah,
1: that's right. I think you had sent me some... Uh, I saw some pictures of it. Is it released yet?
0: Uh, no, I think it's... Uh, I'm not sure when the release date is, but you can check the trailer on YouTube. Yeah. Cool. And then the final thing I want to promote is I, this is one I did actual interviews with, um, like I got to go to the interview roundtables because I was so fascinated with the screeners that they sent me. It was um, HBO max sent me screeners of a show that's premiering this week, Thursday called scavengers rain. It's an animated series based on an animated short called Scavengers that was on YouTube from 2016. It is, I've never seen anything like it. It is the story of multiple people who are shipwrecked on, on different parts of an alien planet. And it's just them trying to survive in this alien wilderness. And I've never seen such imaginative creative depictions of an alien Who, world who's making all my life
1: it's on hbo max but who's the company making it
0: it is this it's very um it's very kind of indie um hbo max you so know so it's not like it dreamworks
1: or something like that
0: no it's these guys it's the guys that did the short Oh, okay. um yeah and so they basically you know were hired by max to create a series based on that short um and they just their approach is very analog, e- even though it's one of the most high tech shows I've ever seen. It's um, steeped in like Foley art and, um, you know, really raw uh, v- voice actors, you know, who are like giving vocal performances you wouldn't expect. Like there's a a, um, a droid that is the most human sounding character of the entire show, mm-hmm. which is interesting, but. Just the way that they depict the physics, the wildlife, the plant life, the animals, what pe- how, how they're learning the functionality of this bio of this biology and this ecosystem, and using that to survive and maybe even get off the planet. It's really good. I urge you all to check it out. Scavengers rain.
1: Uh, I think I want to do a shout out quick since you're talking about a new animation. Also on Hulu right now, there's a new show called Fright Crew. Crew spelled K-R-E-W-E about a bunch of teenage kids who in Louisiana in the bayou with all the voodoo magic and some voodoo blood gets spilled on a tree and all of these people get voodoo, and these and this group of high school kids get voodoo powers, and have to like oh, you know dope. stop an evil crew. And it's di- and some of the, about three episodes I believe are directed by none other than my fiance. Oh, uh, And no this way. is through uh, DreamWorks. Yeah, he worked oh, on awesome. it last year, and it's Go finally Joe. being released. Yeah,
0: yay! So if you want to awesome.
1: see some stuff that that my partner did through DreamWorks, that is now on Hulu. I watched the first Wonderful. two episodes. It's really fun. It's definitely like, really you good? know, it's, I'll definitely check it's it like, out. it's like a kid's, it's definitely, it's a kid's show. It's not yeah. like, uh, but I will That's say for a kid's show, because it's dealing with like blood and voodoo, it, it's, there's definitely like adult moments to it. But, um, yeah, it's definitely something you can like watch with kids and stuff like that. It's cute. I like it.
0: Love it. Um, love that. Congratulations, Joe. And yes. just to close the loop on scavengers Reign, the people I interviewed were co-creator, executive director, Joe Bennett, Um, Did you give him any gotcha questions? (laughs) (laughs) Executive producer James Merrill and supervising director Benji Brooke. And all of them were cute.
1: Great. You didn't like go through their Twitter and you're like, hey, I found a joke you told on Twitter back in 2007. Care to explain? Gotcha. (laughs) Uh, There's
0: a a lesbian love story in it. So I was like, okay, I I can cover this because it's queer.
1: That's right. So And I you're like, hi, other- as a gay um, interviewer, I just want to ask, why did you put lesbians instead of faggots in it?
0: Instead of gays. They're like, because he was like, because we hate faggots like you. And I was like, fair. And you're like,
1: we are I hate the me worst.
0: Too. <laughs> we are the worst. Speaking of the worst, I think the, the thing I want to end on and segue into our next segment is, yes, the Marvel Next Big Thing panel announced fall of the house of X rise of the powers of 10 and the resurrection of Magneto. They've even dropped a trailer,
1: but let's hold off for a second. I think before, I think that's how we'll segue into the, when we talk about the actual X-Men comics, I think you need to talk about how you ended your comic con. You
0: me personally.
1: Yeah. How did it all go?
0: I thought it was great. Um, (laughs) I shouldn't have went on Sunday. Turns out I do have COVID. (laughs) (laughs) I tested positive this morning. Oh
1: honey girl. Everybody has it right now. It's crazy. Oh, and everyone everyone. I asked, everyone I asked that has it was about to get the booster. So were you about to get the booster? Yes.
0: Yes. Friday.
1: They really fucked up. These boosters, everyone was saying these boosters should have been released like a month earlier.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's unfortunate. I think a lot of people probably got COVID. Um, people were not masking that much, although there, I would say probably like fifteen, twenty percent, fifteen percent of people were masked yeah, that's, on the main show floors. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I was on a plane Pride, and I wore my mask because it's like in that cooped up yeah, plane. I'm like, I don't trust any of y'all.
0: The Pride Lounge, many, many, many people were masked, and I was like,
1: go Except ahead. Except that they had to pull it down inclusive. when they were like sucking cock and stuff. Like sucking that. dick. Yeah.
0: And actually, they cut a hole in it. So, yeah, ultimately, I love it. You know what I wish? I wish that um, there were more digital experiences. Like, many years ago, I walked up to... I got in line to boop my badge on a big big animated computer thing, and I won a meet-and-greet with the cast of Riverdale there on the spot, and it was one of the coolest things that ever happened. I want more things like that, where, like, you you can scan... It's called the XP experience. Like, you can scan your card... I just I w- I would like to see that digital undercurrent of the con beefed up a little bit more, and just be more prevalent throughout. That's my only criticism or my only wish. But overall, best time. talk to great people, met great creators, so got jealous. access to some really cool shit.
1: I want to try and go. The only thing I missed was you. Yeah. Although yeah, if they're so close in- together, I don't know if I can do.
0: Oh, Flame Con, Flame and- Con,
1: and New York Comic Con both so close together. Well, well what if, what if
0: we do? You come to FlameCon, and then I'll come to San Diego. Maybe. Oh, I don't know.
1: All right. Well, let's talk about this. This new Marvel stuff.
0: Uh, Marvel next big thing.
1: Marvel next big thing. Do we want to talk? Do you want yeah. to talk about any non X Men big things?
0: No, I don't know what else they announced. Well, is the, did they
1: um, announce the Ultimate Universe?
0: Yes, I know nothing about it.
1: Um, From what I see, do you know who's creating the entire Ultimate Universe and overseeing it? Hickman, right? Jonathan Hickman. So guess whose ass is probably going to be reading all that. Um, It is weird that they're doing a new Ultimate Spider-Man, but it's just so weird. They're like, here, let's create Ultimate Spider-Man. He's so popular. We're going to end the entire Ultimate Universe and bring Ultimate Spider-Man in into the spider-man universe and then 10 years later psych we're going to make the ultimate universe again and make another ultimate (laughs) spider-man
0: and then we're going to bring him over or her into spider-man and it looks like for the x-men destroy
1: it i'm just looking through here it looks like um what is that japanese artist that female japanese artist who was doing some of those x-men like one-off stories
0: peach momoko
1: Peach Momoko, it looks like just based on the she cover, it looks like she's doing Ultimate X-Men. So yes. that
0: would be
1: interesting. Great. Interesting. Okay. What do you so, think of the trailer? Uh, that's fun. As for the X-Men trailer coming up, um, it looks like we're getting another trial. We're getting a trial, a trial with a Cyclops.
0: Very, a very public trial at that.
1: Uh, which reminds me a lot of when Magneto had his trial. Um, and then we just see, um, it's like Nimrod and Omega Sentinel and Moira McTaggart, and they're battling against Kitty Pride and uh, Ms. Marvel. But here's the thing I don't get, is it shows them fighting in the future. And in the future, we see an Iron Man, which I might guess is Emma Frost. Um, uh, right. Yes, and then we see an old like a Ms. Marvel with weird shit in her hair, which makes me think her it's part of her Krakoa. mutant thing, or it's part of her new mutant power. There's a tall apocalypse-looking Kitty pride. What is that about? Is that Rasputin? Is that Rasputin? Could that be Rasputin? Oh, I guess it could be. But Rasputin becomes the new Shadow Cat. Oh. she's got I one fifth Shadow Cat in her. That is true. Okay, I guess that would make sense. But it almost... What color eyes are... Does Rasputin have those orange eyes, though? It looks more apocalypsy. I will tell yeah. you this, too. The other thing that I find interesting is in the fall... Well, there's, there's other things that show up in this, but also there's a poster, um, a fall of the House of X and Rise of the Powers of ten poster. And the thing that yeah. I love about this it is most of the x-men here are alan davis excalibur Out- and uh what's his nuts uh mark silvestri x-men Chris Claremont Mark Silvestri
0: yeah it's fucking outback dazzler and it's and outback, outback rogue. And rogue that's outback, outback rogue's Catholic.
1: outfit and then yeah. that's um excalibur rachel outfit that's outback storm outfit yeah, yeah. what and then there's a lady man. It looks like it's Lady Mandarin. A lady Mandarin. Well, who is that? Is that Betsy?
0: I mean, clearly this is going to be a time. Because you see, Psylocke,
1: Psylocke is there. There's a Psylocke and a Lady Mandarin.
0: Yeah. It feels like the left side is more current, it's the House of X. And then the time trippy side on the right is Powers of Ten, and that's more the historical characters.
1: Well, do you think this, the rise of the powers of 10, it's going to be going into the past and stuff like that? I think the future. Or is it just going to the future? Okay.
0: What I I think about where this is all going is that this is going to end with the whole Dominion thing. Right. And that exists outside of time. So I think past and future are both on the table.
1: Wow. Deep. You also saw a part where it looked like um, Nimrod... (laughs) has ripped off the arms of Emma Frost in her diamond form. Great. Well, I'm telling you right now, I do not want a one-armed Emma. Can we not?
0: I don't either. I mean, it's going res- to L- let's res- Let's have
1: her after. get resurrected before we make that a permanent thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, who knows? And then Resurrection of Magneto is all about Storm. Storm of all people, resurrecting Magneto.
1: Yeah, although... It also says, rising your greatest enemy. Is he going to be resurrected and be an enemy? Be a villain again? I
0: I hear rumors, I think just on Twitter, that he might take a dark path when he comes back.
1: Well, Which can you blame the guy? I mean, honestly, Storm, if I were Storm, I'd be taking a dark path, too, of Jesus Christ. Um,
0: I'd be taking a dark path right to a bar. Jesus.
1: Uh, yeah, well, let's talk about some of these X-Men comics, then. How about... Let's do <laughs> let's do it. I was reading X-Men comics in a cocktail bar. That much is true. Yeah. All right, let's talk about... We missed a week because uh, I was overworked and didn't have time to record. Uh, so let's talk about last week. We had Immortal X-Men, and we also had just X-Men... Uh which one do you want to talk about? Let's talk about Immortal. Immortal. This picks back up with um Celine and uh Sebastian Shaw, and Sebastian Shaw turns out he has his own little Iron Man suit. His little He has no
0: powers anymore. Yeah.
1: Wait, why doesn't he have powers anymore?
0: He gave himself the Orcus injection to like Show that he's loyal. And oh, to suppress it.
1: So I guess, but then is yeah. that injection, that's not permanent though.
0: I don't know. Probably not.
1: Um, The thing that's interesting here is he goes to battle Xavier and then, and here's what's fucked up is I think is this is where they're even, where's the part where they're talking about? um. Oh, I guess did that already happen, or is that an X Men? What's the one where Emma Frost is talking to Xavier and being like, "You don't know if they're already dead," and he's like, "No, they it's, are," and she's like, "Ugh."
0: It's the it's the previous immortal, the
1: previous immortal. So he's already being like this selfish, self-aggrandizing shit, and we'll see in a minute how he basically Xavier basically completely betrays Emma and the X Men in this issue. And it really pisses me off. Why? Because he's like, Hey, Emma. um, Like, I need to talk to you. I'm in a fight and I, you know, I need some help. And she's just like, Oh, are we talking again? Whatever. And he takes all the information and is like, here, here's how for you to destroy Emma and Fisk and get the hellfire club back. If you'll leave me the fuck alone. He's fucking her She gives him an
0: update. She gives him an update. I don't I don't know if I agree with he's fucking her over. She gives him the information. So you
1: think she did it on purpose to have him get fucked over?
0: I think she's cool with pitting Shaw and Kingpin against one another. Oh, uh, okay.
1: All right. Okay, him. okay. Right now that that isn't overtly said. So I never yeah. give Xavier the benefit of the doubt.
0: Yeah. That was my <laughs> like basically I think Emma would be okay with distracting both Shaw and Kingpin by having them fight.
1: And then the other interesting thing is they're like, he's like, you know, you've changed Xavier. I didn't ha- knew you had it in you to kill all of those Orcus guards. And he's like, I didn't oh, kill
0: anybody. I love anybody. this. I Ooh. Love this. I and love we're just going to, let's just
1: continue this plot line. And then we'll double back over yeah. to the other, to the B story. But Xavier then goes down into Sinister's lair and there he sees... What does this mean? He's looking into a mirror. There's a diamond on the mirror, which is showing up on his head. And it says, don't kill yourself, please. With the little Cyclops monkey next to him.
0: I think that Sinister is... Let's start with like the basics. Sinister is alive.
1: Well, I mean, he technically was in the hole, right? Yeah. So he's clearly escaped.
0: He's escaped. He has a plan that he needs Xavier for.
1: Yeah. So he's like, don't kill yourself, Xavier.
0: He still got his Cyclops monkeys, which is great.
1: But now Sinister and Xavier trying to work together. Uh, the thing that though is, if anyone might have an actual redemption and could be trustworthy now, might be, you know, Sinister. Strangely
0: enough, listen, I've been saying with these other three, I think we're going to see our Sinister learn from what he did in *Sins of Sinister* and take them down. I really do. And then he'll go for the Dominion himself because he can't help himself. But I also want to know the diamond that's written on the mirror that is yeah. just beautifully strategically placed over Xavier's head in his reflection. Are does you, that mean there's a little bit of sinister in there still?
1: That's what I think people are thinking. I don't like know. It's like a Gen
0: V thing where that like, I don't get, know. Xavier's getting mind wiped. Like is sinister taking over? Is inside sinister Xavier? Oh,
1: so it may or that's the interesting thing Did Sinister actually not escape? And that's just Sinister's inside of Xavier, and that's who's doing it all.
0: Right. And Sinister
1: could technically still be in the hole.
0: Like Xavier turns into Sinister every once in a
1: while. And And that's what I love. That shows you a good story. You don't know what it's going to be, and I'm excited to find out. But meanwhile, we have... uh, Meanwhile, Meanwhile, in what Brett
0: predicted to be the White Hot Room.
1: In the White Hot Room... Uh, hope we don't yet know it's the white hot room, right? Yeah. Right. She finds Jean and Gene's all like, no, I know what I did wrong. Basically. Jean is like saying her comic book.
0: It's the lines from her solo series.
1: From her solo series. And so they're just like, um, what's going on. It looks like she's like in the white hot room. What's that about? What's the white hot room guys? Like, what's that? Which
0: I'm sorry. You're telling me that hope, doesn't know what the white hot room is? Like well, the she rege-
1: Phoenix avatar? No, because she rejected the Phoenix avatar. She's like, I don't want anything to do with oh, Phoenix. Yeah. So maybe they're like, hey, why don't you read up about Phoenix? She's like, no, I don't want to. No. <laughs>
0: But so um, in the white hot room. But here's the other thing Gene. is,
1: but Jean is there with all these Wolverine clones, which aren't real. But Jean is real. But they're there with Apocalypse. But Apocalypse is showing up in X Men Red, so that Apocalypse is not real, right? He says
0: in the beginning. I, he says in the beginning, I am not Apocalypse. But they don't who? know that yet.
1: But but who do, who is that then?
0: I think these are manifestations of. Say it with me now. The phoenix.
1: Oh, okay.
0: The white hot room is like the home of the phoenix. So I would imagine the phoenix force has complete <sighs> dominion over what happens here, what manifests, what people see. So I this feels f- like it's the phoenix. fucking Yeah. People.
1: I will say it's so perfect that it's called the white hot room because that once yeah. I, once I started bottoming, that's what I've called my butthole. there's room for everybody
0: and you started bottoming like last tuesday right
1: yes only last tuesday here's a little side note speaking of bottoming uh did you have it when did you go did you go right into butt sex when you came out or did you have to like ease yourself like it's first blowjobs and first hand jobs then blowjobs or like the first person um, yeah, the first was, person gay was, person you were with, did you do butt stuff? No.
0: With them? Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, it took, I, took a little bit.
1: Yeah, the thing that I find funny, which is this is reminding me of, and you know, what is the show without tangents? Uh, is that the porn <laughs> I watched, I would not watch butt stuff porn. I would only watch blowy porn. Oh. Because I thought it was gross. Because I didn't do that. And yeah, then so one and then people. one day I did it. And then I was like, pull out those VHSs. I need to watch that butt stuff again. And then I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Like I had to do it first before yeah. I liked it.
0: Exactly. I mean, that's true with so many things.
1: Yeah. That's why I try it's it. A, Maybe you'll don't, like don't don't knock it till you try it.
0: Don't knock a bottom.
1: Don't diet. it. Don't die it. until you've try walked it. in
0: a bottom shoes.
1: Yes. Um, although I'm not a bottom. I am all verse girl. Great. You're like great, whatever. Anyway, uh, immortal. immortal, no regular X Men.
0: Yes, regular X Men. So that was Immortal number sixteen, and this is
1: X Men X-Men number 27. twenty-seven. We get Kitty Pride sneaking in, finds Juggernaut um, trapped in a cell, but it looks like he could easily escape. But Juggernaut can tell it's connected to somebody, and it's connected to what, like Cyclops' spine or his neck? It looks like, yeah, I think it's his spine, so it'll just like rip his spine
0: oh, out. Great.
1: I wish Kitty was like, it's just, it's just Scott, do it. Just escape.
0: <laughs> um, and he's he's booby-trapped on top of that too. Yeah, so like, she
1: can't phase him out. She can phase Juggernaut out, but she can't phase uh Cyclops out because he's actually connected to a bomb that'll just blow every blow up yeah. all the mutants inside of there.
0: And then strategically, she chooses not to free juggernaut for optics
1: yeah so they can't tell when she came in
0: or that she came in right yeah like, did they detect her
1: or if they do detect her they're not like oh it's happening right now so let's see if she's still no. in the area escaping
0: she goes back and she gives the intel to the underground x-men Saint she also Tally, brings a, a,
1: a, a, a one of the cerebros um, yeah and uh,
0: and then they decide they need to under they need to know what Xavier took out of Reed Richards' head.
1: Yeah, because Reed so Richards. Fantastic Four. Because Reed Richards was able to make it look like Franklin Richards was not a mutant. Right. And Xavier just wiped that from his brain, being like, "We can't ever have that." And now they're like, "Oh, it would be really nice to have something that we're not detected as mutants, so we're not being shot down by Sentinels." Um, So they fly a car, they telekinetically fly a car to where the Fantastic Four is. Are you reading anything about the Fantastic Four of like why they're in the wilderness right now?
0: No, but I hear that the Ryan North run of Fantastic Four is fantastic. And so I've got a number. Really, Brad? It's
1: fantastic.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, and I I heard the latest run of uh, the Avengers, X-Men Avengers crossover is uncanny. Was avenging? It's uncanny.
0: Oh, well. Listen, there's a reason they're called the Fantastic Four.
1: Well, apparently, uh, Rasputin just does not have um, any patience. Yeah. And yes. basically just walks in, guns blazing, like, I'm just going to kill all of you, give us the information. And it's really annoying because they're all like, hey, um, you know, you, maybe don't do that.
0: <laughs> maybe and chill
1: maybe chill and we'll get the information like maybe you running in with a sword like maybe that's not going to get us what we want but she's stupid um and uh i do like that this also acknowledged that kitty has a very long history with the fantastic four they are afterwards the ones that say reed Richards saved her life and making her yep. become tangible again uh also, she has a very deep connection to Franklin Richards, and I am still, still, so angry about him not being a mutant. I, I, I want that to be priority one. To make him a mutant again. Hell it's yeah! So stupid, so dumb. I think the problem is, is they were like, he's too powerful. I think you can bring him back up like, oh, I was depleted. And when my power is deplete, you can't even tell that I'm a mutant because it's reality warping. But now a little spark of them is starting to come back. And it's very slight and light, almost and like how Mother power, Righteous.
0: Right. It's the power I displayed when I was a little kid and used to hang out with Power Pack. And my name was, I forget, but he basically just did astral projection. Start there. Do that again. It was his only yeah. power when he was with Power Pack.
1: Yeah, I know when he was a little, make him a little boy again. When he was a little funny face. Yeah, what was his name? Tattle was he Tattletale? Oh, Tattletale! Oh my Tattletail. god, how'd you do that? I don't, I don't know. Some, that I have the most useless information in my head. Then people will be like, "What's my name?" This person you like met ten times, and I'm like, I don't know.
0: I don't know, but I'll tell you, Franklin Richards in the yeah. '80s was Tattletale.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, but um, I read. I read. I will say I read all of the Power Pack. I love the Power I, Pack. See, you and I
0: are such kindred spirits. So did I. Yeah, because it, because it tied into Fall of the Mutants
1: and yeah. Inferno. Yeah, that's what got me into it. Yeah. And Mutant Massacre. But it looks like they. But in back to X Men, fucking Xavier. He's a good. He's a good psychic. They cannot dig into it. They can't get into it. No. And there, but then, he gives them an idea. Uh, uh, Ms. Marvel says something, and it gives him an idea. And he's like, "Oh, just because he took it away doesn't mean I can't think of it again." I can't and he's, like
0: figure it out again.
1: And then he was like, "Wait, you just sparked something in my brain. I think I can figure it out now."
0: I used. I know. I used the Terrigen mists. Yeah. And all of a sudden the inhumans are relevant again.
1: And then we cut to uh Dr. Stasis basically saying he's going to assassinate Juggernaut and become the new Juggernaut, Dr. Juggernaut. I'm cutting to Firestar hearing this and coughing out her tea or wine or whatever it is.
0: Firestar, like, could you play it slightly cooler? Like somebody I know. revealing something and you going,
1: <laughs> I know, right? Oh, 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 oh sorry. What? Oh.
0: But I do like the cover of next issue. We've got Firestar fighting Juggernaut. So something's going to happen there. Yeah, cool.
1: she have, but then she's going to have to like, I think I'm interested if she has to like pretend to be on his side, but also have to somehow lose the fight so she can let him get freed. Yeah. Yeah. Which shouldn't be hard. Yeah. Firestar and Juggernaut. Those are not compatible fighting power sets.
0: Yeah. No, someone's going to die.
1: Yeah. Cause I I mean, is Juggernaut is he invulnerable to heat? I mean, I know he's pretty much invulnerable to like probably nothing can stop the juggernaut. Yeah. Not even some matches. Um, all right, let's talk about Wolverine. Yes. So this kind of continues back on to him just, you know, wandering around going on like one on one adventures. Um and he decides to meet up with Captain America because he found out that Orcus is going to do an auction of all the Krakoa shit from the galaxy. Right? They like ransacked Krakoa, and they're going to auction it off. And he takes Captain America, and he's like, "No, this is just this is just like a one, a two man job." And I'm like, "I don't think so." Yeah, I honestly it's a sub- th-
0: subterfuge,
1: but I do think the thing that's interesting is, um. I think, but I wish they did where I, I I don't think it's that it's a two-man job. I think the only mutants that he actually knows where they are, he's not interested in working with them.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, the only one it, possibly he's working with
0: an uncanny Avenger. Uh,
1: I wouldn't mind if he brought rogue along, because he loves Rogue. Yeah, yeah. He would have brought rogue along, but I can imagine like that talon and sync. He's like, mmm. Well, also,
0: no. L- Logan and Captain America go back all the way to
1: World War Two. To
0: World War Two, World War One, even maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, so it's basically them going in, sneaking in, and trying to fuck up the, the auction.
0: The auction. What did you notice about some of the objects that are being auctioned? Well, off? they
1: really went into Emma Frost's. It's a lot of white queen outfits. They
0: sure did raid Emma's underwear drawer.
1: Yeah. For those perverts. Hilarious. There's also, um, there's also, but uh, of the most interesting, there is, um, you know, the Miramasa blade, which I'm surprised Logan's like, we have to get that. Like that's priority one. I think that would be very important. Yeah, and whole then and then the next one is a, the dead like liquid like in in formaldehyde body of Moira McTaggart of Mor- one of, of one the of the, the clones. Clone. That is dangerous. I mean, I know she's yeah. depowered and all, but still. But I do find it interesting that you think. Why doesn't? I'm curious of why Moira doesn't want that. She may actually not know. Um, that's what I would feel. I feel she doesn't know about that because I think she'd be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Anyways, they end up just sinking the ship and we assume, you know, people got on lifeboats and lived. Um, they did. They showed it. <laughs> no, but you don't. That, is that everybody? You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Uh and then Nick Fury takes the stuff in, in like a hidden shield bunker a
0: big like Raiders of the Lost Ark warehouse. Yeah. And then next week we got Black
1: Panther. Black Panther. So this still I'm interested of like where is these are all cute and I like them, but I am interested of like still like what's the real like, this is all, like, little fun one-offs. I feel Wolverine is just not playing an important part in the actual Fall of X. And I would like him to. Yeah. You know what it I mean? It looks like he's
0: all over Fall of X and Powers of Ten. Yeah. C- cover art and trailers. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: But let's get to the real nitty-gritty here.
0: Let's get to the real juice.
1: And that is X-Men Red, which is just a lot of shit lots of shit so, happens but
0: it's so engaging it's you're just riveted
1: yeah um basically we it's about the fight i want to get i don't want to like spend like an hour talking about this since we have so much other stuff to get into but i definitely see uh th- this is basically uh the four the four horsemen of the apocalypse the actual children of genesis and Apocalypse are they they did that Trojan horse and they're now setting on fire and then drowning and just destroying Araco and being like, where are the true rulers? And they're just awful. And I will say though, this with everything, not to not to bring any bummer. But I will say with all of the crap going on in Gaza Gaza and Israel, watching these like, I'm going to genocide. Now I'm going to genocide. And I'm just like, ugh, because this does bring it to that whole entire idea of who's evil. Who's the evil? And this, because it's storm is on one side. You're like, well, she's good. And those other people are evil. And And yeah, go ahead. It's a fight
0: for land and belief. Yeah. It's a fight for land and belief systems. Also.
1: And and the sad reality is is most times when this really happens, it's not that easily black and white. Like we don't have supervillains like I will rule you all. Like you know, it's not right. that easy. So it's so funny, yeah. like reading that and being like, "Oh yeah, this is this is this is a comic, <laughs> and this is yeah. different from real it's life." About war. And uh, but it d- it did depress me a little bit of uh Absolutely. yeah. But but good lord, I they they did not hold back with this shit. Because first of all, we have Uranos, where they get the thing to call Uranos oh, for an God. hour. So they have that in their back pocket, but he's, he's just like, like do it, do he's it. He's like, do it. Cause he can talk into your head when you're holding the little little cube. And he's like, hey bitch. If you bring me for an hour, I will kill everyone that is not on your side. Oh, that is so tempting. So tempting. But he probably also will destroy most of the land.
0: Oh, yeah, you can't. You can't. Like
1: do it. it's like you really should not do that. No, then, and
0: I like where Storm landed.
1: With she's just like Which I'm we'll talk do about it. later. Well, yeah, well yeah, she's like,
0: fuck it, I'll do it myself.
1: Yeah, she's like, I will be the destroyer. And it starts with uh what is it? Who's who's the is famine. it famine?
0: Famine. War starts with famine. the fire.
1: Well, war does the fire. Or is it famine? Who yeah, has the fire? She electrocutes famine first. Um, she electrocutes famine because he's drowning everybody. And then war comes on and she's just like Bitch, you know, we know our worth. We are the kings and queens. We're Omegas. We've been the Omegas for hundreds and thousands of years, bitch. And she's like, Oh, you got a little fire there? Guess what I have? I have the weather. And guess what the weather is? The weather is fire. The weather is water. The weather yeah, is air. She's like, I have that and everything I else. got all of it, bitch. And she fucking rains her fire out till she's nothing but a little like skeleton husk. And I'm like-
0: But she's not dead.
1: But she's not. But death comes along and death is like, she's not dead and neither is famine. And you're like, oh, okay, so they're not really killing people off. This is what I think. Fucking death comes along and death, I want them to explore this more because death is clearly in love with Aurora. Oh
0: yeah. Ten of swords. And, but yeah.
1: I do love the idea of like when a woman beats you up and now you want to fuck her. I, 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 <laughs> that whole, that whole of like how you're in love uh. is because she beat you and you're a vampire now. Ah, it's all very sexy. And I think him though, is he's like, no, I want a rematch you and me, bitch, you and me, this will be our last dance. But then in comes pestilence, mummy pestilence. And tries to shoot her little wither arrow. But Nova jumps in and takes it and just withers away and looks like he's dead. They That's take great. him away, but how do you... You don't survive that. Oh, he will. How? He's Nova. <sighs> okay. Well, guess who did not like having his having his uh, duel interrupted? Uh, Death. Death lifts up his head... And looks at pestilence, and she, she fucking by gone dead. That's gone. She did right. She's fucking dead. And I will say the art in this real good, real it's good, really good like, art. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, it's really brutal and disgusting the way she withers away and dies. And uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then basically, you know, Storm still hasn't killed people. She's sticking to her ethos, but Death, you know, kind of I think has her back at this point. It's safe to say, Um, Scissor shows up. She brings Aurora the the Uranos trigger, um, which you know Storm's like maybe, but then then
1: it ends with Apocalypse coming through the gate. And, bitch, I don't know what side he's on. Is he going to be on Storm's side? I don't think he's on Genesis's he, side. But is he no, on he his own absolutely side? On side? No, he'll be on
0: Storm side. No, he'll be on Storm's side. He's on Storm's he'll side. Be on, he'll be on the side of the mutant community. He'll yeah. be on the side of community. You know? Who
1: is the cloaked woman behind him?
0: I don't know if that's a woman. I think it might be a gay or a bisexual.
1: What is that? Who?
0: I think that's fucking Richter.
1: Oh, that little fucking faggot. I oh, think he, that he has that. He's,
0: I think he has his boy in tow.
1: Where was? Where is Richter and all this? He's like, I miss Daddy. I miss Daddy Apocalypse. Daddy needs his mommy milkers. Daddy Apocalypse.
0: <laughs> and also,
1: I who think are you going to bring? I want that. Yeah, a sorcerer. Who are
0: you going to bring to a fight against Genesis?
1: Yeah, Earth. Somebody controls the powers. fucking Earth.
0: Yeah, right. bitch. A druid.
1: He she's like, look, I can con- communicate with the Earth, and he's like, well, I'm gonna fucking shake it, bitch.
0: He's like, I am the Earth, honey. Yeah.
1: Oh, and it also tells and you, Apocalypse he's fucked me better than he ever fucked you. And then Apocalypse has a type. He only sticks his people in with Earth powers. Dirty. What's that about? Yeah,
0: dirty. It's like it's like Cyclops and telepaths.
1: I know what is up with that. What would be your type if you if you were having sex with mutants? What do you think you would be going for? Super strength. See, I'm scared that they would accidentally pop my head off or something during sex.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's just they're always big and muscly.
1: I think, I think I would want, um, yeah, I think I would want like a, like a storm, like a something where they're controlling the heat because I'm always cold. Ooh, I mean, a telekinetic would be great. But can you imagine having sex with someone and it's just like, oh, this would be really sexy if we were like in a steam room? <laughs> Done. <laughs> Snap. Done. Or telekinetic would be good because you could have sex while floating in the air.
0: Yeah, just, I mean, like, I don't want to touch anybody right now, but while I'm doing my work, could you just stimulate my prostate with your telekinesis? Thank you. <laughs>
1: That reminds me of Gen V, a power that's developing in Gen V. Let's talk about TV. All right, let's hit the music. I always feel like I'm watching a comic movie or TV. Uh, Gen V. Um, I'll tell you this. Gen V, once it started doing the plot and not doing exploding penises and saying fuck every five seconds i start i'm digging it
0: it's really good
1: i think it was like they needed to stop being like oh this is euphoria just let it be its own thing yeah
0: yeah let's get to the conspiracy
1: and so basically gen v we have a world where Honor schwarzenegger's son luke is the golden oh, child. He committed suicide because he can't save his, his brother, who he thought was dead. Uh, um, Marie Moreau has blood power. She gets her period, kills her whole family. She's now in this college, and they're all realizing that there's like they're doing experiments and all the students, and they're trying to get to the bottom of it. And in the last, we've missed two episodes. So, one episode, the one thing is there's a character, Jordan. And they are they're. How do we describe them again? They're not non-binary. They're dual, (laughs) dual bind. They're dual, Dual, which is binary.
0: binary, But
1: no, but no, but binary is your one or the other. They're simultaneous binary.
0: Yes. Yes. Simultaneously binary. Because they
1: are, they are both a man and a woman and they set it up. And you know how, you know how Jeff loves the enemies to lovers. Oh, they sure did it. Jordan and Marie, they fucking hate each other because Jordan is the one that almost died fighting Luke and Marie Moreau took all of the credit in the press. And finally Marie like admits that it was Jordan, it was Jordan all along and and Jordan fucking you know gets all rock hard and starts making out with her and I was like, "Yay!" Meanwhile, Emma Gets small, tries to free – she helps free Sam, Luke's brother. Sam. Yep. And Sam, um, he's super powerful. However, part of his superpower gives him schizophrenia. And we kind of see he like kind of views the whole world as like Muppets, which I think is kind of funny.
0: Yeah, Uh, once in a while, like when he when he sees real Emma, I feel like he's seeing a real human and not a puppet.
1: Yeah, I I think it's it's like when he's having his
0: episode. When he's
1: having an episode, everything kind of turns into like a cartoon and is unreal.
0: But what a great way to have a scene where one character with ungodly strength rips apart an army of people and not have it be so disgusting. Do it with
1: and they're just doing it with a bunch of muppets. It was great. And they definitely have a thing going on. I like it's also everybody's kind of – like, there's three – it's basically now it's, like, three relationships going on because also Andre and Kate have a relationship as well. But at the end, they all try to save Sam because Sam is going to kill one of the people, the main doctor that's doing the experiments. And they're about to, like, stop Sam from killing everything. And the next thing you know, they're all waking up in bed, like – Like Emma, Emma wakes up in a pool. Giant sized. Marie and Jordan are in bed together. Andre and Kate are in bed together. And they're like like the
0: aftermath of a party.
1: And they're like, oh my god, we've been wiped. Oh, it must be that psychic boy, the one whose dick I blew up, Marie Maru. By the way,
0: can we focus on that? Like it took us three episodes before we got a close up of a dick exploding.
1: It's great. I don't know if that was great. I didn't need that. That was so gross.
0: No. And he seems to be like, fine. I'm like, dude, you have no dick anymore. Like, but yet you're acting the same, but you, I I know part of me is like,
1: did it grow back? Because you seem way too cool. They just made a joke. Like, I guess he, I guess he has to go to the bathroom sitting down. I'm like, I think you need more. If you lose your entire, have your penis blown off? That seems pretty serious. I don't know. Just, you know, just thinking out loud. Ugh. Anyway, so gross. anyway, we've slowed, but then Marie Moreau discovers she can feel that there's a tracker in her and she rips it out. And this is what I was saying before. And if you remember when I said earlier, if she can control blood, can't she control it when it's inside the body? yep yes she can and that's when someone finally said she does not know how powerful she is this bitch but no if you take andre and marie together he can move everything inanimate and she can move anything flesh Yeah, like she's basically she can telekinetically lift up a person and throw them across the room just by moving or just
0: make them explode
1: Or make them explode. Or, oh, have low blood pressure. Or give them a stroke. Give them low blood pressure. They fall and they pass out. Like, she is going to be insanely powerful. And the thing that excites me about this is the X-Men haven't thought of this power before.
0: Yes. I actually loved the name that somebody suggested for her early on. Coagula.
1: (laughs) Coagula. (laughs) Uh, But then we turn out and you must have, I don't know if you liked this or did it because you liked this character a lot. It turns out they weren't being brainwashed by the psychic. They were being wiped, mind wiped by Kate. Kate was betraying them the entire time.
0: Yeah. But
1: it it seems like not because she's evil, but because she's being forced to.
0: Blackmailed and forced to. She's being
1: blackmailed and forced to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But what a great reveal. I mean, this thing has got good twists, good turns, which is what you want in a show about a group of characters trying to solve a mystery. And
1: like sexy romance. And then with all of this happening, Jordan is like, Hey, we can just forget it happened. Let's just forget it happened. And then Marie's like, Oh, I guess, you know, they don't like me. And Emma's like, well, maybe they're afraid. And then it turns out Jordan's like, well, you know, I I woke up as a girl, but I hit on her as a boy. So she probably thought that was gross. And it was like a lot of self-deprecation of like, Oh, she probably doesn't accept me for me. And it was all like, I was like, I like having that whole interesting relationship as well as all the superpower and the fights and all that stuff too.
0: It's got really good relationships, really good character moments, like individual growth born out of those relationships. Great action, great mystery, great actors, good, great effects. It's a great show.
1: Great. It's great. No, one else is great. I only wish Marvel could get there. Marvel could get there. Yeah, let's talk. Before we hit Loki, uh, Brett, you want to talk about this real quick? About the thing you read?
0: the state of Marvel TV.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Daredevil, Born Again, got about less than half of their episodes, and it's a lengthy season. Last I heard, this was 26 episodes. Less than half of their episodes shot, and Kevin Feige took a look at them and scrapped everything and fired the people in charge. And this led to an epiphany that I wish Kevin Feige had a long time ago, which is if we're going to do TV, we're going to need to do TV in the way that decades and decades of the TV industry have established best practices for episodic storytelling. Marvel's approach to dumb it down a little bit has been to basically write a movie that's six hours long, not even, and chop it up into episodes and end on a cliffhanger. But... That comes and with such limited limited runs, limited. Uh,
1: it also doesn't time, give you. It doesn't episodes. give you the satisfaction of each episode doesn't end very satisfactory. You right need to end, Right. It's not There's ending no, on the like, right cliffhangers, and it's also story. they're saving the stakes at the wrong places. There needs to be every episode needs to have stakes, and a yes. lot of times you feel like you're just kind of holding over and just getting plot explanation in one episode, and then you're getting a ton of action in another episode, and you're like, no, it kind of needs to be evened out in every episode. And the thing is, is the where they, and the ironic thing is they didn't realize that they did do it in WandaVision. The only reason they didn't realize that they were doing it is because the shtick of it is, is that each episode was supposed to be like an episode of television.
0: Right, right. They sort of fell And so they accidentally
1: formula. did it and didn't realize they were supposed to be doing that for every single show.
0: But and because of that t- television conceit in WandaVision, like not only did it affect their how they contained their episodes, but they brought TV people on. Like WandaVision I feel like was the only show that had true showrunners in the, yeah. the, the writers and directors who very much owned
1: it. And and but the fact that it took them this long and the fact that they're able to have Disney is slashing they, they just did layoffs of animators. They're not wanting to negotiate with the actors, but they let Kevin Feige shoot half a series and then scrap it because he was like, oh, I forgot it's supposed to be a TV show. Huh? Yeah. That just is like insane. Like, what a waste of money. What a waste of money.
0: Better late than never, I guess. But it's also why they won't negotiate with the actors because they've spent so much fucking money. They lost so much money on this Buffoonery.
1: This needs to end. It's insane how it won't end. And it's all over AI. It's the final sticking points, is the final AI stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's kind of like it's not you're going to lose. So I don't understand why they don't just give in now. I don't know. I don't see what they get out of waiting. Because they it's very clear that. It's the unions get all of the sympathetic press and that there's nothing that you can do to flip it the other way. It's not working. And so if you don't have the sympathetic press and you're losing money by not shooting anything, what are you even doing? What's the point? Idiots. What's the point? Idiots. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm very excited for better TV shows from Marvel to come about. Because I will say- that for said, That said, yeah. Loki, which- I did not think Loki was the best. I did not think Loki was bad. There was Same. other other ones. However, the second season, it also has some of those problems of it feels too short. I feel it ends on not, it, it doesn't feel like it ends on something super strong cliffhanger-y. Um, it feels like we're still getting to it. I still feel like these first two episodes feel like act one, and that's not how TV is supposed to work.
0: Absolutely correct. Another example, last episode ends with Sylvie revealing that she's got some kind of device. Never is that device set up in this season. So I googled it and found that it was he who remains talisman, which has the following powers. That came out via the director having to explain it rather than
1: creating context, setting it up, paying it off like there wait ta- is no what it's talisman as it wait what was it that she was that she had what was it what did it look like again Exa-
0: exactly <laughs> it was a it looked like a medallion That a medallion
1: that, 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 and was he wearing that in the previous season you think i remember okay oh i thought you know, said, that, you, that, said I mean, you looked I mean,
0: it I'm, up <laughs> no yeah i my point is i'm sorry i wasn't yelling at you i was yelling at disney I shouldn't have to look it up. Exactly. Like, I,
1: should, I shouldn't I oh, have to remember. Here's how dumb I am. I'll just ask if you're this du- I was this dumb. Me and Joe, for like 10 minutes, were like, is the actor they went to, is he from the first season? <laughs> because his hair was different. I didn't recognize him. <laughs> I didn't recognize who he was. Who are you talking about? The actor from the second episode, the guy oh, who's... right. I didn't I didn't put two
0: and two together that that was X5.
1: That that was X5 because X5, X5 always wore his uniform and had a buzz cut. And the next thing, right. there's this dude with a 70s bouffant and a suit. And they're all like, hey, you. Hey, you. And I'm like, who is that? And finally, they're like, X5. And I'm like, oh, oh, that is oh, the same actor. Right. <laughs> I right. mean, it does also, about it, I think all white men look alike, so that doesn't. Yeah, help
0: same. <laughs> but also, like, give us a line in episode one where X five says something about loving glory or loving fame. You know, like just wanting to be loved by everybody. Like, give us a line like that, so that when we see him, we're able to put two and two together.
1: Yeah. That being said, know who's a revelation in this.
0: Uh B15. Oh no, I'm sorry. Ki Hui Kwan.
1: Yeah, OB. Yeah, Ki Quan. He's so good in it. Taking this so simple good. part and adding so many layers of characterization in it. He's it's one of those things where you're watching it and you kind of just see him just emanating. He just like emanates this likability and comedic. And all of his stuff, and you're like, how has he not been working? Like the fact that he couldn't get a job for 30 years, and he's so good. It just pisses me off. It's wild. But he's such he's a great so character. Good. He's such a great character in this. You're completely on yeah. his side. And what's the um the girl from um um what's the Lovecraft th- Country? From Lovecraft Country. She's ex- acting yeah. what's her w- code Mimisaku? name? Oh, no, B-15. but what, she's B-15. B-15, Owen Wilson. Uh, Loki, Ob, and then the 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 nerdy guy, who was in Crazy Ex Girlfriend, yeah, uh, Casey, Casey, um, Casey, who I also used to watch do improv at UCB all the time, so oh, funny. Geez. Um, he, I like them as like this little kind of like like this is your They're Agents great. of Shield yeah. team, you know what I mean? Yes,
0: yes, I like, and that's the shame of Marvel's approach to TV and why the best Marvel TV show of all time was Agents of Shield. By the way, little tangent. I appeared on the Love in the Time of Hydra podcast, which can be found online, talking about season one, episode three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with my good friend Jamie Jirak and her friend Tony. Anyway, uh, check it out. Um, but, but isn't it true that Agents of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't time. get good
1: until like 10 episodes in or Agents something? Agents of that? S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: is good the entire time.
1: Oh, you're just being paid to say that because you're in the No, it is. It,
0: listen, it, it gets better.
1: Like, oh, well, if it gets Ages better, than it means it wasn't start. good.
0: <laughs> no, it was good at the start. And then you're like, okay, where is this going? And then Winter Soldier happens and the Hydra reveal happens. And so end of season one is the big Hydra reveal. And then from then on, the show is fantastic. I would say like it's like the middle of season one that it's like, okay, they're cute. But then you really get into these characters after Winter Soldier. <sighs> Because it blows up their whole world.
1: Yeah. Um, Loki, basically, um, Sylvie kills uh, Kang. And that creates all these new timelines. So the timelines are all branching. And so when this show starts... Loki is like kind of trapped in time. So they're trying to figure out how to get, he's going in the past, the future, and he's trapped. And so Owen Wilson and Key Kwan are all trying to figure out how to save him. And then meanwhile, Owen Wilson goes like all the people left over kind of like, what's the, okay, what's the actress that was in charge previously? And she ran off.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ravona Renslayer is the. Um, Renslayer.
1: Director. They're like, oh, she's run off. It looks like all these things are branching. We need to do something. And it looks like the something they were going to do is just blow up and destroy all of the universes. All those branches. Oh, we have a branch. Let's just destroy the entire universe. Yeah,
0: like the evil general who's who's in power at TVA does it.
1: And they say stuff where they're like, hey, we are all, and they reveal to them, you had a life in another timeline. You had a a life in another timeline. Like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, these are our lives. And, uh, and so, and and so meanwhile, they're also looking for Sylvie to try and like figure out all the Kang stuff. It still feels like a lot of Sylvie. They're, they're, they're still trying to figure out a lot of, it's a lot of setup still. Yeah. And then here's something that made me angry where I feel it was like a lost, it was a lost moment. So what happens is, is, Because there's so many branches and Ms. Minutes has disappeared, and there's no, there's nothing keeping it stable. So pretty much the entire, oh my god, why is my brain? What's what's the where do they work? What's the place where they work at? What's the TVA? The TVA. The TVA is going to implode and everyone's going to die. Unless they can get all these branches under control, simultaneously, this lady's like, "I'm gonna blow up all the branches," and they're all like, "No!" And I'm like, "Well, I mean, that would kind of solve the problem."
0: Well, but it's murder of billions. B fifteen yes, over and over. Yes,
1: but here's where it got wrong: is is then they started blowing up the timelines, and they're all disintegrating, and everyone is freaking out, and you don't really feel anything because you don't see any of those timelines. And I don't like it how when you saw, I don't like it when you saw in Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, let's watch this whole world blow up. We don't need to see those worlds ending. However, no would have been an easy fix if they were like, hey, XB-15, you were in this timeline and you were this person. And then she sees her timeline disintegrate. Do you know what that gives you right there? emotional stakes Absolutely right now. They, correct. they just saw lines disappear. You needed to, they needed to have Absolutely some sort correct. of connection. I wanted everybody to see, Oh, I'm going to find out who I am. And yes. then they see and all of poof. them disappear. It was such a missed opportunity to give everything stakes and meaning. Cause then everyone's like, Oh no, they're dead. And I'm like, I don't feel anything because it's just a bunch and of we lines. We saw
0: here's another missed opportunity in the same vein we found Sylvie in a branched timeline. And then after what it looked like, according to the lines on the screen, every single other branched timeline get destroyed. She was still there. I'm going, I'm going back to my timeline. If it's still there, I'm like nothing. They showed us on the fucking screen. Nothing's still there. What do you like? So you had an opportunity. All you had to do was kill off the manager at McDonald's. That like cute freckled face boy who gave her the job. All you needed to do was say that he was disintegrated and we would have been emotionally connected. Yeah. But yeah. for some reason it's still there for her to give her plot. It fucking, I'm I,
1: Yeah. It's, it's, they're just, and it's, and it goes back to after reading that one article of like, if they were treating this like a real TV show, like honestly, I mean, they should secretly don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody, but we are bringing in Joss Whedon for just like a weekend workshop, and it'll fix everything. Don't tell anybody. But that fucker, Joss Whedon not only could do a good movie, but he could do a fucking good TV show. Yeah.
0: And hopefully Marvel will be able to. Moving forward, it's just that Loki does not live up to its potential, and Loki is anything but tight
1: but compared to secret invasion it's great
0: oh and falcon and the winter soldier yeah it's great it's definitely in the top half of yeah marvel shows there are people out there who love it more than i do i just think i had i think it it's got problems
1: Uh, yeah exactly for me i'm just feel there's just some emotional arc of like what you're supposed to care about they're not connecting it right
0: right right i truly don't know what i'm supposed to care
1: about exactly yeah I think we covered it. We did it. Guys, we're going to cover something spooky next week, too, because
0: Halloween is coming. I can't wait. It's a show that I've started and Evil Jeff hasn't. And I just want to say, Evil Jeff, if you are indeed a Mike Flanagan fan and you've liked Hill House and Bly Manor and Midnight Mass. I've already
1: seen the trailer and I'm like, this looks right up my alley.
0: How familiar with Edgar Allan Poe are you?
1: I've read The House of Usher. Well, I used to, when actually, I used to, no, when I used to do dramatic, well, hold on. When I used to do dramatic interb, I did the, the was it the red mask of death? Is that part of it?
0: Each episode is a different post story <gasps> and the red mask of death is episode two. Ah, I
1: love the red mask it's, of death.
0: Red mask of death is, ep, it's, it's episode two. And then episode three is murder at the room Morgue, And then episode four is the black Hat and like the telltale heart. Like it just keeps, it's so good.
1: Oh, it's, that's, it's great. that's great. That's great.
0: Weaved into this narrative about this family.
1: I was wondering I it because I was like, the House of Usher is like three characters. Why is there so many people Right,
0: in this? right. Yeah, no. And then the final episode, take a guess.
1: Telltale Heart or the the Crow? The, the Raven. Raven. The Raven.
0: The yeah. Raven, yeah. What's the granddaughter's name?
1: Oh, Nevermore? No, wait, what's Lenore? her name? Ellen, Lenore, Lenore. Her name's Nevermore.
0: <laughs> her name's ne- <laughs> Lenore Nevermore. Nice to meet you. That should be a comic book character. That's... That's a great drag name. Oh, that's a great drag name. Lenore
1: Nevermore. Lenore <gasps> Nevermore. Oh, de- girl. I, I keep a, I'm putting that down. I have a list. I keep a list of um, drag names that me and Joe come up with. Here's a, we have one, a Tara New One. Um, <laughs> Mildred Fierce. This is Joe's officially, this is what Joe wants his drag name to be, is uh, Megan Pancakes. (laughs) Oh my God. And one I like, although this is kind of, maybe it's inappropriate now with the current events, but uh, Frida Hostages.
0: (laughs) I always wanted to do a brunch show under the name Keisha Lorraine. Keisha
1: Lorraine. Well, that was a Miss Cracker used to be Brianna Cracker.
0: Free oh. cracker. Oh. All right, darlings. That's it. That's it. That was our New York Comic Con roundup, our X Men
1: roundup of the past two weeks, and a check in on some TV shows. And that's right, guys. I can tell you, you too, next year, I just have to warn you if you want to go to Comic Con every day and take a picture with Chris Evans and then party it up and watch X Men and Drag, and then get COVID? Well, I hate to break it to you, but that makes you queer. Bye. Bye.